Check, check. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Cards Cast. Cardinal Authority from on the 247 Sports Network. I'm senior writer Mike McCammon, joined by publisher Joey Demlin. So Huge weekend coming up for, for Louisville basketball, so let's start there. As number 10 Louisville going into Charlottesville to face number 22 Virginia, 22 Virginia, and something we haven't been able to say for a long time, looking for a series sweep against the Cavaliers with a chance to, to leave Charlottesville as with, with a share of the HC regular season crown. That's a pretty big moment for this program. It is. I'm headed to Charlottesville, Michael, and I don't. You know, I, I, I like Charlottesville as a town, but, man, I just dread going and watching a Virginia game. And I know everybody <laughs> says that. but I, And I laugh, and, and, and those guys do a great job. But it is just – you just know it's going to be a painful game to watch, especially there. Yeah. I mean, their crowd cheers more for a 30-second – for a, a shot clock violation than they do for a dunk. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is at Virginia. But yeah. for Louisville, there's a lot on the line. You know, Chris Mack, all season long – if you if you've ended a practice, if you end a practice right before a game, he says play play hard, play 40 minutes like an ACC championship's on the line. Well, guess what? This time there it, it is. is on the line. It's on the line. They've got a chance to do it. And I know some people say, oh, share this and that. You know what? That means a lot. To win an ACC championship would be huge in the second yeah. year. So it would be huge. Yeah, it'd be you know it'd be massive. You know, especially coming up. I mean. Even without coming off of the, the dark cloud and the second year of a new head coach and all that, I mean that's that's quite remarkable actually. But you know, even if things were going along smoothly, to win an ACC regular season title, I don't care if it's shared or not, is a pretty darn good big thing. Even if it's you know so called down year, which I think we'll see, you know, the the real result of that come this March. But uh, so that's maybe for a, a later discussion. But one of the things that stood out to me. Uh, today during Chris Mack's press conference as he was previewing uh, this trip to Virginia, you know, was if we recall in the first meeting, Louisville wins that game 80-73, the most points scored against Virginia this year, and obviously outside of the norm by almost 30 points uh, for that Virginia defense. You know, asked about that today, Chris Mack was basically, look, you know, I've said it before, I don't really care what the pace is. I don't care if we go fast. I don't care if we go slow. We just need to go in and play great basketball. Well, and if and and he said six to five, but if I told you, Michael, yeah. that Louisville was going to win an ACC championship by winning the game on Saturday, seventeen to sixteen, you would take it in a heartbeat. You would take it, and it would be <laughs> the most yeah. pain. It would be the most painful hour in thirty-two minutes because it wouldn't take long. But it would be the most painful hour in thirty-two minutes uh, of your basketball life. But I, I, I'm excited to see what they do with this on the line. No, I don't expect Malik Williams to play. No, I just think it's. You resting, you know, don't you think? I think so. You know, you know, obviously, if if Malik feels like he can go, he'll he'll probably go. At least, you know, that's that's what we're being told. And and knowing how much Malik you know loves to be on the floor and lead while he's on the floor, I, I suspect that's the case. You know, but if 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 you're not at least really close to 100, percent you know, why push it? I mean, yes, you know, 
I, I think they could win without him. Obviously, it's a much more challenging task. But in the grand scheme of things, yes, you would like to get a, a portion of the ACC uh, regular season title. And I know we were just talking about how big it is. But in the grand scheme of things, as we heard from Dwayne Sutton today, this is a team that thinks they're in a good position to make a good chase for for not only the ACC tournament title, but the NCAA titles too. So you got to keep right. your, your eye on the grand scheme of thing. And then that, like I said, I that doesn't automatically give Louisville an L either. I think Louisville has the capability of winning this game uh, with or without him, but extremely a lot more difficult without him. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be really close. And, and quite honestly, the biggest the biggest key to me is to keep Kihei Clark from getting to the rim and, and just contain Jay Huff. And I know people might laugh and say that because Jay Huff – is not the guy you think is, is going to hurt you. But you know what? The last five or six games yeah. for Virginia, he's been a different dude. He's been a guy that's really stepped up for them and has really played well. And I think that Louisville, to me, he is the biggest key going into this thing, just making sure you control him and keep Kihei Clark out of the lane as much as you possibly can. That, uh, uh, that to me, we've said that all year, Michael. If you've been a, a listener to our podcast, we've said all year, the one thing that the, the one of the Achilles heels of this team is guard penetration and how guards can get to the rim. I think they need to take a step forward this weekend because you're going to see it a lot in the NCAA tournament, no matter who you play. I mean, I've seen matchups with, you know, Marquette and different teams. Like, I mean, you're going to find teams that have one of those guys. He's not he's not great. He's just really solid in a little bit of everything that he does. And uh, and Louisville needs to keep him out of the lane and, 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 and away from the rim. So I, I think they can win. I think it's going to be tough for them to win. But I'm excited to see what uh, I'm excited to see the possibilities um, and, and, and with Dwayne Sutton playing a little bit more five and, and Steven getting in there, um, I, 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 you know, Global played well early in the year without Malik Williams and, and David Johnson. Now you've got David Johnson playing at a pretty high level and, and you're missing Malik Williams probably for this game. So, hey, you know what? There's no reason they can't win. And uh, and then you move on to next week to have an opportunity to win a, a championship on the final day of the regular season is exactly what you want. And I'm not going to say the person's <laughs> name, Michael, but someone on this call Someone on this con- this cards cast predicted Uh-oh. the final record being twenty five and six. I believe is what I predicted. I think that's what yeah, I predicted. There you go. Yeah, I, I, you know, so, I like that. You know, and let's and let's ride with that. You know, and obviously, you know, and a I didn't lot do of excitement. And I didn't yeah. do it last week. I did it like you know back <laughs> in 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 late October. I did it. Yeah. You know, and obviously a lot of exciting things for for the immediate future. You know, you got March Madness getting ready to start up and all that. But uh, let's talk a little recruiting and a little more long distance future, because a lot of things have been happening uh, for Louisville basketball recruiting in the last few days or so. Yeah, no, they, they really have. And, and uh, you know, what the, the thing with, uh, you know, the thing with uh, with Zion Harmon is is a little. Um, I, I know it's a little baffling to the fans, but when you when you really take a step back and you look at it. Here is an in-state kid, although he's not originally from here. He's he's been here for a year, a few years. Um, he, he was looking around at a lot of schools in the state of Kentucky, trying to find a high school. Was not going to go anywhere other than the state of Kentucky, and he ends up at Marshall County. He's a kid that wanted to be recruited by Louisville. He's a kid that is short. I mean, there's just no there's. I mean, you can look at him and, he, and what he's listed. He's not really listed at, and that's no knock on him because everybody does that. Every every kid lists another inch or so when uh, you know on, on their height um in, when they're in high school just the way that's just the way it is um but i think with the way this season has gone and and what 
Coach Mack and his staff have seen, the more they've seen of their team, the more they've seen of others, and the more they've seen of him, quite honestly, um, I, I think they realized that that it just probably wasn't a good fit. Um, and, and, and they moved on from that recruitment. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but when you really look, take a step back and look at it, um, it's better to move on than to, at the end of the recruitment, you know, kind of go, oh, wow, we are going to get this kid. And, and then a year later, the kid transfers or does something else. Because I just don't think he would have been a good fit um, for Chris Mack's system and for the system that they want to run. Um, he was, he's more of a, um, and, and I'm not talking the, uh, the personality, I'm talking about his game. He's more of a Chris Jones type where he dribble, 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 and, and looks for his shot. He distributes, he does a lot of good things as a point guard, but he's more of a, a shot-making point guard to me. And, and that's not what Chris wants moving forward, and that's not what that uh, that the staff is going to get, Michael. And uh, I think you're going to see um, some grad transfer guys pop open here in the near future that that Louisville will get involved with. I'm not sure if it'll be a point guard. I'm not sure if it'll be a center. I think it could be, you know, either or or both, depending on uh, what's uh, uh, what's there on the roster. Um, they've got a really good nucleus roster coming back for next year. And I don't think that the staff is worried about next year. I think they need to get another body, and it needs to be a quality body. Um, but it's uh, but it's not something that they're freaking out. And moving forward with 2021, they're in on some really good guys. They've missed on some guys, and uh, and 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 they're you're going to miss. You're going to swing, and you're going to miss when you're recruiting at the level that they want to recruit at. So um, you know. You look at Trey Kaufman, Louisville's right there with him. You look at Matthew Cleveland, Louisville's right there with him. You look at some other guys in the class, and I think you'll see uh, over the course of the next month or so uh, that, that the priority guys will stand out in 2021, and then you also see uh, some grad transfer guys that pop open and they get involved with. Yeah, and, and I think going back to – you know, to harm. And I think one of the things you said as the seasons progressed, I think the emergence of David Johnson, what he's able to do is at point guard at his size also, you know, played a role in, you know, made them decide, hey, maybe we should go to, you know, the route of a bigger point guard. And certainly that has worked when you compare what they've had at Louisville during their, you know, their year and a half, almost two years here uh, on campus. So, um, lot, as you said, a lot of exciting stuff going on with basketball recruiting. Well, Michael, of course, we always I, have. I, yeah, I want to throw one. I want to throw one more thing out there because, sure. you know, a lot of people, you and I know the recruiting game. I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing this recruiting thing for 20 years and, and I, I've, I've seen, I, there's not a story out there that you could tell me that I probably haven't seen or heard or, uh, or, or witnessed or, or whatever, whatever you want to say. I, I will say this. A lot of people, fans, get a little misconstrued on uh, in, in the recruiting game on, on guys and time they spent. So, so Christian Lander went to IU. Louisville spent a lot of time recruiting Christian Lander. Chris Mack was on the phone with him. Luke Murray was on the phone with him. They had visits. They went. They did a lot of different things. Not saying that Zion Harmon wasn't a priority recruit, but quite honestly, they didn't spend as much time on Zion, a guy like Zion Harmon than they did on a guy like Christian Lander. And that's no, that's not saying that, that well, why didn't they? Because there's priorities on a recruiting board and you, you, you spend time you, you know, you spend the most amount of time with the guys you want the most, you know, like Trey Kaufman, they spent a lot of time with. 
I mean, you know, Zion was one of the guys that was high on their list, but he was also one of the guys that uh, that I think that it was like, okay, you know, if we it's it it might be hard to get him anyway. So um, so that's what kind of blew me away a little bit. And I think Evan and I were talking about Evan Daniels and I were talking about a little bit, too. And he said the same thing is just the sheer amount of interest. And, And I think it's just because of the rash of bad luck that they've had. But uh, but quite honestly, I, I, you know, Louisville didn't Louisville didn't put as much stock or as much emphasis into Zion as they did with a guy like Christian. And again, that's not saying they did a bad job or a poor job. That's just what they kind of felt like. And, and I've, I've felt the same way, too. I've said all along I didn't think that Louisville was going to get him. Uh, now, here at the end, we started hearing some Louisville things. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, and if you're paying attention Seton Hall or Western Kentucky is probably going to get Zion Harmon anyway. So hopefully everything will turn around. We'll get a couple of recruits here, get a couple of commitments and, and, and life will move on, Michael. Kind of how yeah. it is, kind of how it yeah. has in football. Life has moved on and we're in spring football. And as we wrap up this cards, yeah. Michael, you spent some time. Uh, we spent some time talking uh, to Gunnar Brewer. We've also spent some time talking to Shadon Brown and coach Satterfield and the guy I, I'm, I'm pumped for these newcomers because we keep hearing great things about some of these newcomers. Yeah, you know, from day one, you know, whether it's Satterfield or either one of the coordinators, there's been a lot of positives about the guys that are on campus and, you know, how that will translate into fall camp and, and how much of an impact they'll make early on the season is still be determined. But, you know, at least from this positive vibe, you know, one thing is happening, and that is certainly you're making an impact and a push on that depth chart, which is certainly something that Louisville really lacked last year and was a cause of, you know, probably a few of the losses that they picked up. Yeah, no, I think about, I think it is. Braden Smith is a guy who, you know, and I, I think this answers the first thing that this does. It's just spring, and we've heard, you know, we, we know the guys that have been spring heroes before that never oh, yeah. really did anything. But I think this answers a question about the staff of, you know, can they recruit at this level kind of thing? And we haven't seen it on the floor, on the field yet, but I think we will. And, and I think you look at a guy like Braden Smith and that answers the questions right there. I mean, he was a guy that was not highly recruited. Louisville took a chance on him. They went and got him. He's a former quarterback. And then once Louisville got him and he had a season, then all these SEC schools came in and tried to steal him away. And, and the kids stayed true and stayed loyal. And, uh, and now he's going to be a difference maker here for Louisville. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm also excited to hear. Uh, the potential or the growth with Malik, uh, with Malik, Mikhail Cunningham, Malik Cunningham, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the quarterback Cunningham has made huge strides from what I understand and from what I've been told. Um, we haven't got to see a lot of spring practice, Michael. We will. Um, but from what I understand, he has really just gone from where he was in the bowl game and continued on and is really playing at a high level right now. Yeah, you could really see the light go on with him, and a lot of it was correlated with with his health situation, getting knocked out of games and and things along those lines. But halfway through the season, you know, at Satterfield and Ponce and and Ledford, they've all discussed about how you know he just all of a sudden became this confident guy on on, on the field that was not only capable of running but was hitting some really difficult throws as well as obviously as we saw one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. So you know, being able to go to that bowl game earning the MVP honor in the Music City Bowl in that victory over Mississippi State, and then not having a huge gap in between then and the start of spring practice, I think has really helped carry that momentum. They feel like they're still in game shape, a little bit, little bit healthier because they haven't been getting knocked around. But that's continued that momentum. And, yeah, 
a lot of rave reviews on Cunningham. So, you know, looking forward to seeing them a little bit more. As you mentioned, we're going to see a little bit more of spring and, and the fans will get a, a glimpse at, you know, at the end on, on March, was it March 28th? So they'll be going to able to come out and, and see what the Cardinals look like, but really looking forward to seeing not only his progress, but other guys on that depth chart as well as across the field. Yeah. And I think they're going to do like a pancake breakfast type that they're going to do some things out there for the fans on that day. So it, it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll be, uh, as we've said, I'm going to keep saying this until, until I, you know, to hopefully we don't jinx it. Hopefully we'll be going to spring football in the morning at uh, 11 o'clock and then it, it, later in the day driving up to Indianapolis uh, to watch right. the cards try to play for a Final Four spot. Michael, there's a lot going on, a lot of football recruiting. Not as many guys this weekend coming in, but we've got a list up uh, of uh, five or six guys uh, coming into uh, into campus this weekend. And as always, if there is a commitment, we will do a uh, special edition of the Cards Cast. Hopefully. And we'll, we'll get a, maybe some luck with a grad transfer football. Uh, Cameron DeGeorge was on campus last week, and I hear he really liked it. It's just a matter of uh, kind of de- making a decision. He's the kid from UConn. So hopefully we'll get one of those here soon, Michael. But for now, that's Jody Dimling. I'm Jody Dimling, and he's Michael McCammon. And that's been a Cards Cast edition, Louisville's 24-7 sports site, CardinalAuthority.com.